Hey, welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we are going to be answering the question, how should a Christian handle disappointment? With rage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Loudly. how you handle it, but hey, no, how well, should we handle yeah. it? No, people are going to be like, oh, wait, he does. She was... <laughs> Is he a yeller? <laughs> is he a yeller? I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know. Uh, dis- so disappointment is the result of unmet expectations. Mm. Disappointment's not inherently sinful. It, it it can be actually really bad or it can be really good and it can be healthy or unhealthy. But when you are in a circumstance and you have a set of expectations, good or bad, and they're not met, the result is going to be disappointment manifested sometimes in frustration sometimes in irritability, sometimes in anger. This is where we talk about the anger spectrum. And on one side of the spectrum is irritability. On the other side of the spectrum is malice, the acting out of rage and anger Mm. where somebody is harmed. And you go from irritability to frustration to anger to then you actually get to the sinful part of the spectrum. Mm. And um, yeah, so that it's a disappointment almost always lands you on the anger spectrum somewhere. And you just got to recognize that. And and we talked about this quite a bit. And so there are some really, I think, important questions that somebody needs to like ask. So here's, here's the first question. Yep. Were your expectations realistic? (laughs) Because if they were realistic and they were appropriate, it is 100% okay to be disappointed. Yeah. It's part of being a human. It is. This is a fallen world. I have good expectations of reasonable people and then they underperform on things that matter to me or matter to other people. And I then exist on the anger spectrum. It doesn't mean my anger is sinful. It can be. It can. It can (laughs) get to the point. I mean, I think about even last year with COVID, think about every restaurant out there. It was like, I anticipated what this year would look like. And it's nothing near what I thought. Doggone, I had plans. (laughs) I had plans. (laughs) Big ones. And they're going to be awesome. (laughs) Um, So we talked about four different pieces of of advice. So I'll give the first one and then we'll go back and forth. So if you're a Christian Mm -hmm. and you've had realistic expectations and they were not met. Here, here's the first one. Um, I think it's really important to identify whether or not it was because of sin. And when you have unmet expectations, calling it what it is is important. So, for example, you could be in a relationship and they lied to you or deceived you, and that is an unmet expectation. And now you exist on the anger spectrum, right? To right. a degree. And um, it's it is understandable to be frustrated and disappointed, but now call it what it is. I, I don't think we're going to get past disappointment till we're honest about what actually catalyzed it. Mm. And so if it was lying or deception or theft or manipulation, it is okay to be disappointed, particularly when somebody sins against you. And, and I think calling that what it is, is super healthy. So then you have to figure out, can I forgive that thing? Yeah. <laughs> Love covers a multitude of sins. There is a, one thing that comes to my mind. I can't tell the story because the person may watch, but um, they definitely did not um, do something they promised to do. It left me in a big lurch and caused me to make um, commitments that I was not able to follow through on. It was a, there was a domino effect to this. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the person. And so I, I actually just decided, I, I know they didn't mean to do it. it yes, it was negligence. It was wrong. So I'm calling it what it was. It was negligence. It was uh, inconsiderate. It was selfish to a degree. I can see that. Um, we talked about it, right? But I didn't probably let them into the full scope of what 
initially I was feeling. Yeah. And I decided that, you know, this is something I, my love for them is greater than this. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident they're not going to do it again. We dealt with what we needed to deal with, but I, I just covered the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I feel fine about that. There are some things that you have to deal with directly because I don't have the ability to let it go. Yeah. And and sometimes time can kind of prove that to you where mm. you're like, okay, I've given it a little time and I yeah. still can't let it go. I think I'm going to need to be able to have a conversation with this person. That's or really good advice. can I just come back and be like, all right, I, yeah. I'm over it. I, I do really love them and I don't think I need to have this conversation yep. to get over it. Sometimes one night of sleep is all you need. Really? Or a meal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have basic needs met. Yes. And then move forward. Yes. I'm hangry, so I can't let anything go. Right? <laughs> exactly. I've been there. Yeah. Do you get hangry? Oh, totally. Okay. My husband's like, just sit and eat. I'll That's take so the rest. Good. I'll take I care lo- of the rest. I want to watch that one day. Okay. <laughs> What's the second piece of advice? Second piece of advice is just going to be to talk to God about it. Mm. Bring bring all of that to him. All the mm. disappointment, all the sadness maybe about what you had thought was going to, all of your expectations of what should have happened. You know, mm. when our plans are crushed, it is. <laughs> It is heartbreaking it sometimes, is, yeah. depending on what it is. Because we have great plans. Yeah, we have great plans. <laughs> and God really loves but my some, plans. <laughs> sometimes it's a holy plan. Sometimes I yeah, plan to be yeah. married to somebody yeah. and it's like, this is not going the way that I thought yeah. it would. And yeah. that is a heartbreaking. And I just, I think the love, the Lord loves to hear our heart, no yeah. matter what is going on. Yep. So there, <laughs> there's a, I did, I officiated a wedding this last week uh-huh. and two really great friends and, and they have a solid relationship. There, there's nothing in jeopardy, but um, she was, I think she was like 45 minutes late. So the wedding started at two. Everybody, this is this two days ago. Everyone's in the sanctuary. And he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, are you sure it's okay? <laughs> he's like, I'm sure she he's has like, a, a I know good reason fine. for being late to my wedding. <laughs> but the uh, they were at a salon in Carpentersville and the salon wouldn't, they weren't finished. Everybody was half done oh, by the time the no. wedding was even started. It's like a nightmare. So they stroll in at like 2.40. They're not dressed. They all have to get dressed. Oh boy. Um, it was, it was like, on the one hand, it's, it's it was frustrating for them because they had expectations. You plan this day out for you know well, a year sometimes or yeah, more. Yeah, well, they had you know they had expectations of the salon, and then he they weren't able to communicate directly that day. It was the day of their wedding, so mm. they weren't like seeing or communicating. Right. Like, all the communications via other people. Oh, boy. and so we kept coming in saying, "No, she's on her way. It's good. <laughs> she, it's fine." And he's she like, "Is coming. She and- is." And he's like. Are you just telling me that? You know, <laughs> and uh, he knows. Don't get me wrong; he knows. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like so. We he, he he just says, "Can we just can you just pray for us, man?" Mm. And I loved it because his heart was just taken to the Lord. And uh, even though he know, in part, I think more than anything, it was um, all of these people sitting in the church for forty five minutes, and and even though he knows she's coming and she knows it's going to be okay, they're all like. What's happening? Yeah. You know, like it's 45 minutes late. Yeah. And, um, but I loved his instinct. His instinct mm. was, I'm disappointed because none of this is working out the way I thought it would. Yeah. And, and I know it's no, nobody's trying to do this, but Lord, I just need to take this to you. Could you, you know, it was really, that's was a, a good moment. example. Yeah. Okay. So next up. All right. The, ne- the next piece of advice is embrace the providence of God. Uh, I don't know why the disappointment happened, but I do know this. God could have stopped it if he wanted. Mm. Um, people struggle with that concept quite a bit and I get why, but. At the end of the day, the Lord could have stopped this thing. He could have orchestrated something very different. He could have, he could have intervened. And when God doesn't intervene, I, I often want to just say, okay, when you allow things to happen, I, I, I want to just be able to rest that you're up to something and you, you can take this and redeem this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just, I, I do, I rely on the providence of God. My theology tells me that God has the ability to redeem this. All right. Number four. 
Number four is just going to be refocusing mm. with a heart of gratitude. I think we can all spiral down when we're disappointed and just focus on boom, next ne negative, <laughs> boom, next negative, and then yeah. this. And a lot of times it is a domino effect in a bad direction. Mm. But I think just stopping that and saying, okay, what can we be grateful for? Mm. I think that helps my heart so much. Um, and really is healing to be like, I, I really, he has protected me from a lot of other things, even though he has allowed yeah. this thing. That's a good word. Yep. So, All right. So advice would be big picture. It would be call, call it sin. Mm -hmm. If that's what it is. Number yeah. two is talk to God about it. Tell him everything. Number three, embrace the providence of God. Number four, refocus with gratitude. But what if your expectations are unrealistic? Have you ever had unrealistic expectations oh, of Miguel? Oh, I mean, I'm married. So yes. yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were dating, <clears throat> yeah. I'd be like, why aren't you here? Um, I know you're commuting, yeah. but yep. you need to be here like yep. two hours ago. My, oh, that was like the biggest source of tension. My being first on time. date with Brianne, she, so she was 45 minutes late easily. I'm sitting in the plaza, Moody Bible Institute, and I'm waiting and uh, I'm waiting. And I'm, I, I mean, I was frustrated. I'll be honest. Yeah. And uh, she came down and, and then one of her roommates said, yeah, her hair isn't right. <laughs> this is a joke You're like she's beautiful I don't I'm care like, what it looks like <laughs> literally just put it in a ponytail let's go you know we're going out to eat we're gonna be fine yeah but I remember just like I had expectations and am I cool through being five minutes late sure sure 15 I mean we're stretching it, it. there's 45 45 on uh, apparently I have to cover that one as she well. She had no idea she <clears throat> was going to be with her future husband at that point. So give the girl some. <laughs> That's right. Um, but still 45 minutes. <laughs> she's, she there wants, she's, so, yeah, in relationships. I'm spiraling. Thank you for my wife. I love yes. her. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes in relationships, we can have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yes. Um, outside of just them being on time. Yeah. You know, we need to know, are, are they actually loving? Yeah. Unloving expectation. They're, that's just, it's actually kind of just mean. I know we're not trying to do it. Nobody's like, I'm going to put in real expectations on it. Nobody yeah. does that. It really is. No, I, I hate what I, I live in a world with unrealistic expectations, but I mean, and I it drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, first off, loving anybody perfectly is an unrealistic expectation. Preach. So, so if you have a spouse yeah. or somebody in your relationship, even in your family, yeah. know that it's not going to happen perfectly. Yep. I mean, if that's where you're, I mean, it's hard for people to come to grips with an unrealistic expectation of somebody mm -hmm. because we're like, well, I can do it. Why can't you? Yeah. Cause they're not you. Yep. They're not you. I mean, that little piece of advice, capacity, right there. personality, all these things go into it. Correct. Right. And yeah, anyways, I could talk for days. And yep. 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 All right. So Amanda, let's close this out. Uh, have you sinned when your expectations were unmet? The answer of course, for you and me is definitely, <laughs> definitely. We, we wrote down five ways, five of the most common ways people sin. Let's fly through them. Yep. So if you are sinning in your expectation, you may be yelling at the people around you. Never done it. You may be shunning them. Never done it. Stonewalling them, being quiet. <laughs> I'm sure, you didn't do that to Brianne when she finally came down. I was, I may or may not oh, have been very man. quiet for the whole walk all the way to dinner. It's right. possible. Slandering is Shoot. another one. That's what I'm doing right now. Right. You done it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check. Yep. Uh, shaming That's somebody. What I'm doing right here now for that one also. <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. So, what Michael is doing right now, shaming, yes. um, self victimizing, you That's know, just kind of. <laughs> Being like, why me? Yeah. Why did you do that yeah. to me? Why You've me? done it. Mm. So those are all things that we can be looking out for when yeah. we are handling our expectations, just not being where they, where, they where should, we yeah. thought they should be. All right. So I'm super excited about our next episode. Uh, what is this one? Super excited to talk about is cosmetic surgery 
or Botox Sinful. 